What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm joined with me, my buddy Kevin. This is the uh, Welfare Podcast. And uh, how are you doing today, Kev? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. This so is last... nice. Yeah. This is nice on a Friday afternoon. I like it. I know, huh? It's uh, This morning started out a little crazy for me, too. Um, yeah. Hunter... My son was giving us some crap about going to school all of a sudden this morning. And so I had a choice to um, either partake in it, right, and get as, as, as weird as I normally would, right, or actually be calm and collective and just talk to him and treat him like a 15-year-old that he is and me act like the adult instead of acting like a child, you know. So it was actually yeah. an awesome thing. That's an interesting start to your day. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and listen, that's, that's a common thing in, in a lot of relationships. There's a, uh, there's a point when you're in relationship with someone where, you know, um, when there's something going on, um, that is beginning to get out of control. Like you can see the beginnings of something starting. And in that moment, oftentimes it's hard to, to see it at first, but there's something that happens um, in that moment where if we're in our ego, um, what we decide to do, how we respond is, is to respond in kind. So for instance, if someone comes like your son to you and it seems like he's agitated, um, there's a choice right at that moment to, for you to be agitated and feed that thing, right? And make it grow or use some discernment and figure out a way to de-escalate it. It's a tough choice in the moment. It is. Trust me. It is. It is exactly. Cause sometimes like I partake in and, uh, my wife did so well, Brandon, she did so good. She, um, doesn't jump in the chaos like she used to, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's a trip to, to watch that. And, and not that she was like, crazy i was the nutty one but she would definitely if there was chaos she would jump right into it and she yeah. doesn't do that today and it, it was it was crazy and so it, you know yeah it's interesting that you dealt with that this morning because i was uh working with i was working this last week with some men and and one of the topics was was your ego and i used a gift that said let go of my ego and yeah, the title was let go of my ego because yeah, no. in relationship with your partner more times than not, there's opportunities almost daily to, to, to make a good choice whether or not to stoke a fire, right? So say your partner comes in and she's at, had a bad day and you can tell she's agitated and then she makes a remark to you in that moment. Now, let me tell you, the thing with this is, is that it's easier said than done. This is going to take practice. This is something that you will perfect over a lifetime because um, <laughs> I find myself sometimes taking the bait and stoking the fire. And, you know, it's oh, yeah. because of my ego. And the way that I put this this week was, is when your ego is in effect, you basically have a mirror in front of you and all you can see is you. Right. And so what you're seeing is you. So everything that, well, I shouldn't be treated like that. Well, I have grace for them. Why don't they have grace for me? You see, your ego can start to make oh, this yeah. thing a huge deal. And what's crazy is, is there's simple ways 
to de-escalate these things just by knowing the, the body language of your partner, the things that they say, like you need to know, like, okay, now I can throw a stick of wood on this fire. It's just getting started or I can figure out what out a way to put it out. So yeah. I, I love that. It's funny how today, it's funny how today we're more concerned about like getting the fire put out before I was, I would see you agitated or something going on and I'd want to just throw as much gas on it as I could and just see if I could see how far we could burn this thing down. And like today now burning things down is not, it's, it freaks me out. I want nothing to do with it. I don't like that chaos. Like I used to. There's a simple trick to this. And you know, if you stoke that fire and and you don't deescalate, this thing could go on for days. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to win. And you want so bad to win that every, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if you are, um, it doesn't matter what you're saying to your partner. It doesn't matter um, if you're believing a lie. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Um, but the truth is, is that you're going to win at all costs, no matter who it hurts. It yeah. makes no sense. I know. It, may, it makes no sense. I Today, I would rather just submit and find a way to revisit it later peaceably than to, in the moment, escalate things. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how we get so, well, I will get so caught up in wanting to prove that I'm right, you know, that, yeah. that I'm willing to risk, like, everything just to prove that I'm right. And then if you really step back and look at it like you've taught me, you know, it's it's funny because what does that matter? You know how many guys that you and I deal with and like guys in my life today that right that that I deal with. I was just telling one of the guys that you and I both deal with this morning, like, dude, being right in this situation does not matter. It's no good for you, for your wife, anyone. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Ego is a trip. Our egos are a trip. Uh, they can get us in so much trouble, and we just want to, we just want to, we want to latch onto them and not not, not let go. Um, oh yeah, there was something else I was going to say about it, but I can't remember. You know, um, but no, just that, just that having to be right um, at, at the expense of not having any peace in that moment. You see, yeah. in the kingdom, it it, it, it it's. God says that he has peace for you, but you have to take it. So in that case, when this thing es- is escalating, um, are we finding a way to take our peace back? Even if we are right. See, because even if we are right, doesn't mean that we're going to have peace in it. Yeah. How, what does it look like to take peace back when a situation is escalating? Oh, so for me, I don't good. want to be right if it means I don't get to talk to my wife for three days. I'm just not into it. I'm yeah, no, you're right. Because the, the risk way out, out goes the reward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it completely us Exactly. Yeah. And then you have to carry around that feeling. And then, you know, I don't like not talking to my wife. It sucks. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, she's she's my buddy. Like, I, I adore her. Yeah. and. And especially in our situation, right? We've been through so much hell that today it seems like such a waste if we were to like fight over yeah. that, that I actually see it as spitting in God's face, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because 
like you gave me this great, you restored something that shouldn't have been restored. And here I am just tearing it yeah. apart again. You know, oh, and this I, is the deal too. It's like, I, I still, I still throw wood on the fire. I'll catch myself. Um, <laughs> with the remark that my wife makes to me and I'll, without even thinking, I'll throw something back. And um, when I do, I'm like, Oh no, did what? What did I do? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. 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 And you know, know. the truth is too, and this is an ego thing too. The truth is, is that um, other men might be listening to this podcast and they might be like, well, I'm a man. I'm not going to let, you know, well, that's your ego. The ego is is a crazy thing. It's not your amigo. Stupid stuff. Yep. Your ego is not your amigo, man. It's not. (laughs) You'll You'll never be able to you need to be functioning off of ego it's the same as functioning off of fear and you know all these other things and uh and that stuff will just do nothing but hold you back honestly when your ego is in motion uh you're not loving like you were created to uh you're not you don't have the joy that you were created to have you definitely don't have the peace that god has for you so my advice to any men that are listening to the podcast today is that Really look at yourself and see if your ego is getting in the way of your relationships. Um, there's something about submitting, and it, and I don't want you to think that this is demasculating, you know, demasculating you. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that that's how the kingdom works. Yeah. Uh, when you're weak, he is strong. Yeah. Uh, the last will be first, and I could go on and on. It's the same. Uh, it's the same principles that the kingdom works under. It's like, why do you need to fight to win this? What are you winning? You know what I love is, is uh, and don't do this, but I told my wife before, I'm like, you win, you're a winner. He's <laughs> like, what yeah. does that mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, nothing. I just, <laughs> oh, I said that too. In the middle too. of an I argument, said, okay, I'm like, you, yeah, win. you win. What does that mean? Nothing. It just means you're a winner. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of made, I, I tried that and that stoked the fire. Actually, Yeah, that, you do. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, so I won? Okay. And then, yeah, that wasn't, uh, and, yeah. uh, and Bree, if you're listening, yeah, I don't so normally you do your voice. Some like good, that. good advice on here and you might not get so good advice on yours. So yeah. It's trial and error. Through it. Yeah. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. So <laughs> I was hoping to talk today about, um, cause okay. I had this opportunity to talk today about forgiveness and, okay. um, you know, I wanted to start out about what I wanted to talk about is the process of forgiveness. And hopefully this is uh, something that encourages you guys and, and something that you take from this you can use. But uh, first of all, I'm going to get into my phone real quick. Hold on for me. Oh, shit. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about the language. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me get into my phone real quick. I want to give you a verse uh, to start this off. So in Ephesians 4.31, okay. um, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. And what's interesting about this verse coming into this topic of forgiveness is, is that um, I'm going to give you four steps and a four-step process to kind of go through forgiveness. Um And honestly, forgiveness is about freedom. It's not about justifying anyone's actions. It's not about letting them off the hook. 
Um, and, and this is the deal with forgiveness. It's not a guarantee of reconciliation. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so if I forgive someone for infidelity, it doesn't, the process of this forgiveness doesn't guarantee reconciliation. That's a process that will have to work itself out through this forgiveness process. And I went to the worst case scenario because for a lot of people, infidelity in a relationship is a deal breaker. And so I wanted to get to like worst case scenario. Now, there's also some some really bad scenarios um, being molested or or there's a myriad of other things that are yeah. almost, they're deal breakers. Yeah. So the process of forgiveness, number one, acknowledge the hurt. This is the tough part. So I'm going in to forgive someone for a trespass. I have to relive. This is an this is an honest thing too. You have to go back in and almost relive the hurt because the process is acknowledging the hurt. So I have to go back into what was it that hurt me? Yep. And as if it's an infidelity, I mean, you know the pain of that. Um, you know, and there's these places we go to where we we pretend that it this is how we're living in that, right? So we're back together with our partner, but we're living in a place where we're pretending that it didn't happen yet. We're not getting, but yet we're living life with someone where we constantly are being bitter or hateful or resentful, but we're pretending that it didn't happen, but that stupid stuff is showing up every day in our relationship, right? Say that I'm, say that my, say that my partner comes in and I'm, and um, they're late. And so what comes back is this hurt, right? Where have you been? What have you been doing? Who are you with? See what I mean? How this hurt that you're pretending you don't have isn't actually pretending at all. It's rearing its head all the time. Then there's the fact that we minimize the incident, right? So you don't want to know everything, which I, which I don't, I would suggest you don't need to know everything in a trespass. There's a certain place where you need to get to where you're like, I forgive you. I don't even need to know what you've done. What you, what you're saying to me is that you're sorry for what you've done, but I don't need details. You see, there's something about details that scar your mind. There's something about a detail about a trespass. Do you really need to know everything? I don't, I know that you hurt me, right? I don't need to know the details about what you did in the moment or, or all this stuff. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I, and I counsel yeah, yeah. a lot of men like, you know, Oh man, I just had to know what, where they went, what, you know, what they did and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh Lord, you're, you discard your mind. Now this is deeper hurt. Right? So my, so my, what I would suggest is that if you have a trespass that you're working on forgiving, is that you just focus on the trespass without all of the play-by-play. It's a lot easier for you to get through it um, without all the information. You're just hurting yourself. Uh, minimizing the incident, um, you know, where we can't just be honest honest with ourselves about, you know, what happened. Yeah. Um, this is a huge one. You can't forgive what you don't acknowledge. It's true. You know, um, true. Yeah. And so this is a deal. So in Genesis, the story of Joseph, we know that he, so Joseph's brothers, they were so hateful towards him and they ended up selling Joseph into slavery. 
And yeah. Joseph went from slavery to success, like the second most powerful man in the kingdom. He had control of all of the food. He was next under the king and he had the power of basically feeding people. Very powerful position. Well, and one day his brothers had came to the kingdom looking for food. And he had everything. Because they were yeah. starving. Yeah. And in that moment, Joseph decided to forgive his brothers. He didn't minimize what they had done. Right? He acknowledged it. Um, and it's a very powerful. So listen, Genesis 45 through 50. Um, if you have time, get in your Bibles and take a look at the story of Joseph and his brothers. Um, but I want to get to point two right away because this is where this is where I really saw a revelation is not point number two, surrender my right to punish. <laughs> Reminding someone of their trespasses on a daily basis, no less. Yeah. Or when uh, argument comes up, um, you know, where a wife says, well, you know, you're in, let's say you're in, in marriage counseling and, you know, these things come up. Well, he's just not being very attentive to me. So he must be doing something with someone else. You know, it's not letting the person who's asking for forgiveness off the hook. No, no, but, I, but, and this is a, yeah. no, but I forgive him. I do. I really do. Then why does it keep coming up every time this fear that they're, doing the same thing again yeah the surrendering your right to punish is gigantic i know that's huge that's huge just and basically saying that if i truly forgive you right so lost you buddy right and and i'm not going to use it to do uh, you know to hold it over your head and that's yeah. that. you know how many people i know that have used that to just hold this like power over somebody. Right. And, like for me real quick about forgiveness, the true forgiveness that I've experienced is taking the hurt out and looking at it and acknowledging it. Okay. This hurt, this sucked. What this person did to me was, was, was bad. And you have to almost, like you said, relive it for a minute, let it come up, feel it right. And then release it. Because you can't truly surrender it to God if you don't take it out and look at it. You got to take these things out. You got to look at them and you got to let God unravel yeah. this hurt, right? Yeah. So that it's truly worked on. It, it's going to take, it's going to take courage and strength. Yes. 100%. And you know, what's really amazing is that when you're not strong, he is. So include him in this process. Invite the Holy Spirit into a process where you are working on forgiving someone. Because God has the strength to get you through it. Yes. Because I guarantee you, if it's abandonment or sexual um, um, uh, abuse or um, an infidelity, it's not going to be easy. But you know what the beautiful thing is, is that God is there to comfort us as we're going through it. You know, God's promises were never that you would never have to go through a hard time. But his promise was, is that when you went through it, he would be there to comfort you. So I want to just encourage you guys who yes. are listening. If you're going through a process of forgiveness right now, start with prayer. Ask God to send his spirit into that place. Uh, he knows you're weak and he knows he has the power to help you 
get through this. Um, man, it's a tough process. And in Romans, um, it talks about, uh, well, this is it. Do not repay evil for evil. So in Romans, I'm going to see if I can find the verse. Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't what? repay evil for evil. There's a place in... It, it, there's a place where someone trespasses against us. We want so bad to get even with them. And God says, no, 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 don't repair. Don't repay evil for evil. Um, what does he say at the beginning of that, where it talks about read it again, where it says, uh, as long as it, as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone. So let's see, that's wrong. Let me get in my Bible real quick. Uh, let's see. Romans 12, 18. Let's see. So, yeah, I got nothing yet. Let's see. So basically, if the person, even if the person is not willing to forgive me, if the person is not willing to even apologize to me, right? Say it's something someone's done to me. But Paul is telling me that I need to, that, that as long as it depends on me, I need to, I need to live at peace. So long yeah. as my side is clean. Yeah. And here's the next step. Step number three, pray for them. Like what? what? They hurt me. Wow. Like really? And this is where Romans uh, 12, uh, nine starts. It says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love <laughs> them. Hate what is wrong, but hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. Verse 12 says, rejoice in confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep yeah. on praying. When yeah. God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always eager to practice hospitality. In Always. verse 14, it continues, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those that, that mm. weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take ref- revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. And it's not our concern what God no. does with it. The key here is to pray for them that they would have an understanding that they hurt you and that God would deal with that. Yeah. Listen, I want the people that I love that hurt me. I want God to show them. I want God to show them the same grace that he has shown me. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yes. Um, man, uh, you know, this is the deal, too. I mean, we go through these stages of uh, when we when someone trespasses against us where we're anger and 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 then we become bitter and then it hardens our hearts. Right. I've been in that place where my heart yeah. is hardened, you know, where every response from my mouth was derogatory because you hurt me. Yeah. Well, why should I be nice to you? You hurt me. So I'm repaying you for what you've done to me. And that's where God is saying, no, I want to work on that place. 
because your heart's been hardened. The bitterness, that root has grown up. It, it's, it's, it's taken root. Bitterness has taken root and created a hardened heart, man. God just wants to, you know, I would just want to focus on that for a minute, man. If anyone listening today is, is dealing with that bitterness that has taken root in their, in their, in their spirit, I just want to bind that right now in Jesus name. And I just pray that God would send the Holy spirit to come into that place to reveal to you the grace that he's had for you yes. and, uh, and the love that he has for you and to release you from that bitterness that has hardened your heart. So today, father, I just ask that you would, uh, whoever this is for Lord, that you would come into that place, Lord, remind them how much you love them. Remind them how good you are, Lord, and how with your help, you can walk them through this process of forgiveness. So, Father, we, we give them up to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. And then the last part, step four, be open to reconciliation. <laughs> Man, this part's hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because we may not be in relationship with some people uh, that have hurt us. Yeah. Um, and we're still carrying around this bitterness of the, these past relationships. Um, I'll give you an example. For instance, at five years old, my mother was no longer in our home and I've had issues in the past with abandonment. And, um, I had an opportunity, uh, later in life to repair that relationship. Um, but I work with a lot of men who suffer from abandonment issues that haven't had the opportunity to repair those issues and it's a huge part of who they are. And it's a huge part of their story. Um, you know, abandonment issues um, can cause all kinds of problems in our lives um, without the nurturing spirit of a, of a mother. You see, w as men, we get our nurturing from our mother and we get our identity from our father. And that's actually biblical too. And I'll, yeah. we'll talk about that another time, how our identity lines up with our, what our father does, our human, our, our, our worldly father. Yeah. And in the past, yeah. how that lines up. We'll talk about that another time. But um, just getting back to the reconciliation um, and how hard this is. Um, I want to go to Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. And the Lord and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them the repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Man, what a powerful verse this is, because as the Lord's servants, um, God is requiring us to not be um, in, in quarrels, in, in having um, things that are dividing us. Yeah. Um, and if you're following the Lord, then he requires us as followers of him to not um, just be quarrelsome and have uh, problems with one another all the time. Um, and I love that opponent, opponents, these are people that are outside that don't quite understand the, what God is requiring of them must be instructed gently. So for us to tell someone um, harshly that how they've hurt us and I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a process. It's not going to work. 
because what we're doing is, is we're feeding that fire that we were talking about again, right? Our ego gets involved. We, we start quarreling with our partner instead of gently addressing what's going on and allowing God to grant them the repentance that leads them to the knowledge of truth. That's God's job. Our job is to lovingly direct those that are more spiritual than others have a responsibility to lovingly and gently direct people into the right, right path, right direction. So isn't it funny how Paul pretty much lays out for us exactly what to do. And, and, and if we were to do these things, I, that's the purest form of being a follower of Christ, right? Is these things that Paul lays out, like you were, you were saying, right. To, to, to not, Hold yourself high, to hold other people up higher, to truly love them, to let things go, to not be willing to oppose, you know. One of the craziest things I ever <laughs> heard in Christianity is when people run around saying, um, well, you just, you, you love the person, you hate the sin. You just, you, you hate the sin, you love the person. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, that's a funny thing to me because why are you having to say that? And first of all, it's if you look at that scripture, it's actually God saying that. He's not telling you to do that. He's yeah. saying what he does. That's up to him to to judge yeah. that whole yeah. thing, what his sin and not sin. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's your not, job is to forgive. Not, yeah, and, our and job what, is whatever that process exactly. looks like to you. It one hundred percent. Yeah, um, th- you know that reminds me of another cliche. Uh, um, how are you doing this morning, brother? Oh, blessed and highly favored. It's like every single time I see you, you're blessed and highly favored. Yeah. I, I, I live a, I live a godly life. I do. I do the best I can. And yes. I, I'm very spiritual, but I got to tell you, there's days I'm not ble- feeling blessed and highly favored. Yeah. And there's a point in that where you got to be like, man, are you even being honest with yourself? Like I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah. But you have an opportunity when, when your brother comes to how you doing today? You, if you're in relationship with someone, you should have the ability to say, you know what? I need prayer for something. You know what? I have yes. somebody in my life that's asking for prayer. Maybe you, we could, maybe you could get, you know, get on that or something. You know what I mean? But 100% highly favorite thing is such a cliche. It's like, man, I know that God can, I know that he's the, uh, that he can solve all of our problems. Yeah. And I know that he blesses us on the daily. I mean, every day I open my eyes and I'm not hearing a cell door shut. Um, I'm blessed and highly favored, but I'm exactly. also living life. And this yes. world is not perfect. And and to not be honest with the people that we're in relationship with is doing you and the kingdom a disservice. Because comments because, like that make you unrelatable, right? Well, and, and you're also taking away the opportunity for God to do something big, not only in your life, but maybe someone else's, because you're constantly saying you're blessed and highly favored. Yeah, we already it, know you're blessed and highly favored because you're following the King of Kings. We well, that's know that. putting a hand up is what it's doing. It's saying, but we okay. need more Christians to be more real and say, "Man, this is what's really going on." Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, yeah, no, there's something so right with it, bro. Because, because yeah. that's where God can do something big, and not only not only do something big, but He does it corporately because you're bringing it out in the open. Listen. The enemy hides stuff and he hides stuff in believers all the time. And they're walking around with pornography addictions. They're walking around with drug addictions to prescription pills 
They're walking around being hateful to their kids and their wife. But they're walking into church and every day they're saying, oh, blessed and highly favored. The enemy's like, yes. He didn't mention it. Now God can't work on it. Yes, you just hit it. And that's what the beautiful thing is about the kind of groups that we do, right? Is yeah. because we we are very open about our stuff. And I think sometimes people trip out with you and I. I remember when you and I would go to church together and stuff all the time before I moved back down here. People would trip out because especially you, you're very open with your stuff. And they're not used to that. And a lot of Christians don't want to talk about the dirty part and they don't no. want to hear what you, what your real struggles are for one, because, Oh God, you'll actually have to do something for someone. Not just say, I'll pray for you, brother. You know what I mean? You might have yeah. to actually help someone meet their physical need. Right. Yeah. And for two, you don't want to confess what's going on with you. So you'd rather just say something like that and hurry up and get out of there. Bro. You don't know how many men God has just given me a revelation right now. How many men are in church every Sunday and all week long they're looking at pornography? Yes. How many men don't? Probably 90% of your pornography lookers are. And, and, let, me, and let me tell you the truth. And they're, and, they're, and they're sitting there and they're like, well, I'm not hurting anyone because no one knows. But you are. But someone does know. Yeah. And it grieves his heart. And not only that, but it's a child of his that's in this situation, in these pornography situations that need a touch of God that, that have been abandoned and that don't have hope. And that's why they're in it. And then we, we, we justify it by saying, well, no one knows. So I'm not hurting anyone. Yes, you are. And I'm going to tell you right now, if the spirit of pornography is on any of you men that are listening today, I want to bind that right now in Jesus name, because if you're serving God wholeheartedly, then you'll put it down. Yep. Listen, there's ways, there's not many ways to bless him. There's not many ways to bless our father in heaven. But every time you sacrifice the world, you're blessing. You're putting a smile on his face. Every you're time right. you go out and you reach out to a child of his that is that is hurting, who is lost, who is hungry, who is in need, you're blessing the father. There's not right. many ways you can bless somebody who has it all. You know what's funny is my <laughs> kids say to me, dad, what do you want? For your birthday, and I say, you know what, honey, I have everything. Oh no, they all say that. Like, when you get them, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't need anything. If I needed something, I get it myself. And they're like, no, we want to bless you, though. We want to make you feel good. And in the same way, we should be thinking about our Father in heaven, man. I want to make you feel good today. You know what I mean? I want to do something to make you feel good. You've blessed me, and I am highly favored. But I'm not doing the things to show that to you father and that's why i'm kind of i just got this thing from the holy spirit about pornography man and it's just i know how many men are suffering from it that aren't bringing it up the enemy is hiding it and it's holding you back and it's holding you back from being intimate with your wife and it's holding you back from being loving towards your children and it's holding you back from honoring um, the women in your life. Yeah. Hold you back from everything because you're only as sick as your secrets. Come on, and, man. Let's and not be sick anymore. Let's not be sick anymore. If one person 
turns around today and says, I had a problem with pornography and I want to make it right. I want to make, I want to bless my father by sacrificing this worldly thing, this idol that's had a hold on me. Then today's your day. Father, right now I just lift up any man that suffers with pornography. And Father, I, I just pray that you would give him the courage and strength to put it down. And Lord, just like forgiveness, this is a process. Start with today. Father, give them today. One day at a time. In Jesus' name, I pray that you heal them. Yeah. So, man, there's so many men, dude, that just aren't being honest about it. And about a lot of things. And it's pornography. It's like you said, it's pills. It's, dude, it's, and, and one if of the. If it's one thing, then you can rest assured there's more than one. Well, thing yeah. One, one, you back. Of course. And one of the biggest things, though, is you say, oh, it's not really hurting anyone. Thickness, a little bit of, of poison, oh, a little bit of something bad. It dumps onto everything else in your life. Like you were saying, it will make you not the best father. It will make you not the best lover. It will, it will stifle. It will bleed onto everything in your life. I've done it. I've the been there. I felt it. I, that's why. The presence That's why of today God emotional sobriety is so important to me. No. Yeah. No, you won't function in the and Holy Spirit. It. You won't function with that kind of thing like, like that in the Holy Spirit no, like you should. No, you could be not. a Christian that goes every Sunday, not, but you won't not. function with that. No, you won't. I felt it in my own life. I've seen it. Man, I'll tell you, if you're, if you're struggling, maybe today's the day you need to do a little inventory. Yeah. Maybe today's the day you need to just sit down with a paper and a pencil and write down the things that you've been hiding. And I'm not saying that you need to go show your wife or your kids. But I'm <laughs> yeah. There's places that you can bring those things that are 100%. safe. 100%. Um, if you're in Adam's life or you're in my life and you're struggling with those things, then come to us directly. Call us. Um, yep. Complete anonymity. But, man, yep. we want you to be the best that you can be for your family, for you, for God. And, man, if you're struggling with any of these things, sit down today. Write it down. God, I'm struggling with and look at it. God, I'm yeah. struggling with pornography. God, I'm struggling with grace or forgiveness. Man, let's get yeah. some things right with God this week. Yeah, or politics. That's a good one, too. Oh, I Lord, say, don't even say that. Well, this I just... <laughs> officially over. <laughs> we we know some guys in our lives that, that have... Anywhere that you're excluding yourself from anyone else, it's a problem. And... Oh man, you it, you got it's me started now. Too. Life, it's a problem. And if you're doing this stuff, yeah, yes. And I'm gonna tell you something right up front, right now about this. I have seen a move of the enemy that has been unlike any move I've ever seen. Of course, over these last four or five years, I've seen he him loves come it. up, come up with a plan to divide not only families, not only friendships but our whole nation and he divides it through a choice. And if the choice is, is that we become so rigid in our opinion about our political beliefs or our vaccination belief or our mask belief or whatever belief it is that it's causing divisions, not only in our communities, but it's causing them in our homes. I have a 60 year old um, client who tells me him and his sister got in a fight in front of their 90 year old mother screaming and yelling about who they voted for in front of their <laughs> nine-year-old mother and the police had to come. 
that's crazy. What? And these are believers. Yeah, and these are people that are believers. I what? know. I know. But listen, that... I've never seen a move like this from the enemy. And so, oh man, he's still using it. He's figured out a way Smoking to divide people. Yeah. He's figured out a man. I'll tell you what. Ever since this last election, he's figured out how to cause division in our country. Oh, he and loves not only it. did it come into our country but it began to seep into our communities and into our, our churches, churches and now it's in our homes and families can't even sit with one another because of who they voted for or whether or not they should get a vaccine or not you know what my opinion is do what you want to do choose what you want to choose and keep it to yourself yeah. your influence on trying to influence someone else's choice that causes your relationship to be divided is not godly. Yes. And and if so, everything you just read, right, in Romans that Paul says to do, right? Yep. That, yeah. None of that lines up with fighting about politics, whether if you think it's given right or it's, not, it's from God or standing up and all that. If you read what Paul wrote, it doesn't line up with it. Any kind of and friction gotta, and standing up does not line up with what Paul's saying. It doesn't nope, line up. Nope. Nope. It's not biblical. Nope. And I got a little trick for you guys. I got a little trick for you guys. I have many <laughs> friends with very strong opinions, extremely yes. opinionated. Yes, you do. And they have a lot of division in their life. But when they come up to me and they begin to talk about politics, I say, you know what, brother? I'm passionate about you. And I'm passionate about our friendship. But I'm not passionate about that. So is there anything else that we share in common that we can talk <laughs> yeah. about? I'll, I'm all for that. I've so seen it. Anyone, it's hilarious. Trick? When someone comes up, what do you think about the vaccination thing? Isn't that ridiculous? You go, brother, I'm so passionate about you. I love you with all my heart. But I'll tell you what, I'm not passionate about that. Yeah. Because I know it causes division. So what I want to do is find a place where something we both agree on and love. Right? And yeah. Let's talk about that. That's fine. That. I've seen you do it, and it's it's actually cracked me up numerous times. Right? It's funny to me because they don't know what to do, and their no. face turns, and then they can't help but go, "Oh, okay," and then they they stop, and then it 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 just kills all that, and then you guys can just be friends. And, and I've seen you do it a million times with them. Yeah, Even people that are way different than you. Share the same opinion. Listen, yeah. agree to disagree, and at least still be friends doesn't even exist anymore. People don't agree to disagree and leave as friends. Yeah. So I'm not looking for things to disagree on at all. Right? I'm looking for what do we have in common that because... we both are passionate about? Oh, you like cars? I love cars. Right? As... Oh, you like to go camping? Exactly. I hate camping, but I have a trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I go glamping. Yeah, but yeah. I go glamping. Because yeah. Paul says it again. As long as it's up to you, stay good with everyone. As long yeah. as it's up to you, stay good. And you know what's up to you? It's controlling your mouth. That's up to me, right? Yep. I can't control what you say and what you do, but I sure as heck can control what I say and do. And that's what Paul says to do, right? He's straight yep. up saying, as long as it depends on you, live in harmony, right? Yep. So and you could be screaming at no me place. and I could be in harmony. And that's why there's no place. There's no pulpit. There's no that should be addressing any political statements at all. Because what yeah. you're doing is you're segregating people. There are people that won't come to your church because you don't agree on the same things. The pulpit shouldn't be a, 
a place where you should voice your opinions or beliefs about political. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not okay. It's just not. It, it's Paul says it's not biblical. If it's it not causes biblical. a quarrel, don't do it. It's not of God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just not biblical. It's just not. So yeah. We, oh yeah, and I mean, yeah. you know, do we live in a tyrannical freaking uh, state? I mean, it's like don't say that to me again. You don't even know what tyrannical is. Yeah, I got where I got all you mad. Know, the Taliban have taken yeah. over Afghanistan, and there's innocent people who are being persecuted right now, and you're worried about your right to freaking wear a Not mask. wear a mask. Stop yeah. it. We're complaining about, you know, the funny thing that you always talk about, it's hilarious. You're like, when we're talking about going and meeting, like the, you know, say we go to heaven and we meet Paul and them, and they're talking yeah. about all the persecution and stuff they went yeah. through. And then they yeah. look over at us and go, hey, what'd you go through? We're like, oh, well, we were made to wear a mask. And they're like, what? <laughs> they took God's name out of the Pledge of Allegiance. And they're yeah, like, so that's like that's did a you get your head story. chopped off? That's yeah. a fun story. So when we're all sitting around in heaven, you know, uh, sitting, maybe we're smoking a cigar or something, you know, at a, you know, a place at a, at a whatever, a country club. And you've got all the disciples and all the people from the old, you know, just a bunch of Christians from a long time ago who were persecuted and boiled and tortured and right. We're sitting around and we've got absolutely nothing in common with them. Right. We've got nothing in common with them. And we're like, well, what happened to you? It's like, well, yeah, my wife cheated on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like what happened to you? Oh, I was boiled in a tub of water. Boiled yeah. To death. yeah, I was used as a human torch for a party. Yeah, yeah. anyways, that's, yeah. I know, it's anyways, another thing. Anyways, that's how so, I feel about that. I just, listen, I just want to love on people. I want to encourage people. This was I good today. I speak life into people. And yep. man, you, you either speak life or you don't. The opposite yep. is death. And so with that being said, I want to use every opportunity I have to be in relationship with people, whether it be on the pulpit or whether it be in person, just having coffee. I want to do that stuff. Yep. I want to lift them up. Because that's what it's all about. And I can't do that if I'm, um, my opinion is so rigid that it divides us. Yep. So I'm going to leave my opinion at home and I'm going to bring the love of Christ with me. Right. Yep. There's things that I'm going to leave at home um, in my private place. Right. Maybe with my closest friends um, that because when I go out, I want to make sure that um, I look like sound like and I'm doing the things that Christ did. That's what it's about. Exactly. That's what exactly, man. This about. is this has been really, really good. Thank you. I I've gotten a ton out of this. And, you know, I just uh, I just really appreciate like what you bring, man, and and just how on fire you are about that. So if any of you else, if, if you guys are listening to this, and any of you guys know Kevin and I, and you guys are struggling with anything, and even if you're not, if you don't know us, there's a way you can reach out to us on this anchor. Go ahead and um, we'll pray for you. We'll be right next to you. And we'll walk this thing out with you because it was done for us. And, and uh, you can tell us anything. We've been through pretty much everything. It cracks me up when people try to tell Kevin and I stuff, thinking that we've never heard it, done it, or seen it. You still there? it's funny to me because I'm like, that's not even bad. What? Because um, trust me, we think a lot worse than you do. So just uh, we're praying for you guys like always. I don't know what Thank happened. you for listening.